Hey guys, before we get into the episode, it blows my mind that we're launching another podcast. And this time, I actually want to feature you guys as a guest. Now, if you're a six-figure entrepreneur who has your own podcast and you listen to the show, I actually want to interview you on our brand new podcast, which is called Six Figure Podcast Rebels. You just need to go to www.top100interview.com and you can apply to get featured. All right, guys, back to the show. What's up, Entrepreneur Junkies? It's Jamie Atkinson back with the Entrepreneur Junkie movement once again with you. On the last episode, we were talking with Wendy Hart on how Gary V is wrong. And if you didn't check out that episode yet, you definitely need to check it out. Today, we're jumping back in with Wendy and we're going to talk about why procrastination is a problem. You entrepreneurs out there, I know you're going to resonate with this one. Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and thought, wow, I really thought I'd be further ahead by now? If so, you are not alone. I've spent the last two years traveling the globe looking for the answers. The problem is, it's fear of failure that was holding me and so many of you back. I realized that no one was telling the real story of entrepreneurship. So I flew to the US, decided to face my fear and go all out to build my million dollar business completely from scratch. But the real question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our online tribe and share the internet's top marketing secrets. My name is Jamie Atkinson and this is the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement. What's going on, guys? Jamie Atkinson back with the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement podcast. I hope you Entrepreneur Junkies are ready because we once again have Coach Wendy Hart back with us on the show. The last episode was pretty amazing. She was telling us all about how Gary V is wrong and actually having listened to it, being a Gary V supporter myself, I'm kind of in agreement with her. I think she knows what she's talking about. Today, Wendy, welcome back to the show. We're going to be talking about why procrastination is a problem in the first place. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you today, Jamie? I'm doing, I'm doing great. Let's I'm do that again. Great. How are you today, yeah. Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. I'm fine. You know, it's kind of warm. It's nice here in Bali. Like the, uh, it's a little bit humid and, and that's kind of a problem sometimes, but I guess that's, uh, that's kind of good problems to have for a lot of people listening. They'll be going, well, that's not really a problem. That sounds like you're enjoying life there. Exactly. Yeah. First world yeah. problems. Right, exactly. And I actually like this because on the next episode, you, you've actually come from a similar background in traveling and, and having the kind of same experience. And in the next episode, we're going to talk a little bit about entrepreneurial isolation, which I think is a really interesting topic. But for today, why, why is procrastination such a problem, Wendy? Well, it's interesting, Jamie. I think the biggest problem is just the shame that we have about it and the judgment that we have about the wrongness, the sense of feeling like everybody else must not have this problem and it's my problem. And so we feel singularly awful about ourselves when in truth, again, everybody's just missing a little bit of critical information that we didn't get in school. We should have gotten it in our eighth grade science class, but it just wasn't available until really recent years. And once people find out how your brain and nervous system work together and talk together, you find out that procrastination isn't your fault. We are designed by nature to put things off and the unconscious mind and your alarm in your middle brain are set up to defer, to go to, to default to the way of seeing everything as dangerous. They don't, you know, put us on the side that things are safe because then uh, our species could have died off, right? So the design of the human body is to err on the side of everything unknown is dangerous and there's a lot of unknown stuff. And there's more unknown stuff now than say our grandparents 
generation. We actually have billions of bits of information flooding our way all the time and our reticular activating system or RAS in our eyeballs and our brain that's trying to filter what we should pay attention to when our alarm is going off all the time and it's activated and we're in unconscious danger mode all the time, we're actually flooding our body all the time with stress chemicals, cortisol and adrenaline and things that are hard on the tissue and they age you and they make you feel dreadful and you don't move forward. And so on top of those crappy feelings in our body, then we make emotional meaning about them. We're like, oh my God, I feel so heavy. I feel sluggish. That must mean I'm a loser. That must mean I won't get further. I won't be successful. That must mean I have to beat myself up with a stick on the inside, a la Gary Vee or a la mm -hmm. Tony Robbins, right? Like you have, but there, see, there's a presupposition in here that says that left to my own devices, I would be a lazy slug. So I have to beat up on myself. But the truth is, is once you get the information about how to run your brain and nervous system effectively and retrain that alarm to not think so many things are dangerous, then the procrastination drops off. Then it falls away and your natural motivation brings you forward. So this is a process of deletion, not addition. Everybody listening already has everything they need. I like to say that it's like you're a Ferrari sitting in the driveway and the only thing you're missing is the air in your tires. And the operating yeah. manual. Yeah. Or fuel, right? Like we need something to like understand what, what are we doing wrong? And, and that's so funny about you saying that you have everything already. Because I've actually heard you talk before about something called the unproductive pattern. But I didn't yes. think that I fully understood it. And, and probably people listening to the show won't actually know what that is either. So can you explain what that is? I would be happy to. So how most people go for their goals is to think, you know, force, willpower, effort. I'm going to go for it. And let's say that you have... Uh, had, I don't know, a desire for a long time to exercise or maybe run, but you just haven't done anything the last year. You just, because exercise has been kind of a tiger, right? You just have had a lot of resistance and you haven't worked out. And then one day, usually people hit some epiphany and they have a fresh feeling of, yes, I'm going to go for this goal. And even though I haven't been exercising for a year, I'm going to run a mile a day, right? And they have this big, bold goal and a lot of enthusiasm. That's the beginning of the unproductive pattern because the first thing that happens when you make a big, audacious goal like that is you feel like Superman. And the chemicals that come down are endorphins and you feel amazing and you have clarity and you're like, yes, I have arrived. That person that used to be sluggish, that was the old me. That's not the real me. This is the real me and I'm invincible, right? You can relate every, to this. Every, yeah. Right? Everybody, okay. everybody on the 2nd of January, right? <laughs> yes, everybody on the 2nd of January. So you're like, oh, finally, thank God, I feel okay. And it's these endorphins. And here's the deal. If those chemicals stayed, if they stuck, that would be a miracle. But what you don't know is that those chemicals come down and they actually activate the amygdala, again, they activate the alarm in your middle brain and go, oh, danger, danger, warning, warning, that's too much, too fast, we can't do it. So what happens for most people is within a day or two, right, you've taken on this big goal and then you fall off. Something happens, life happens, you get a flat tire, you have to deal with that and you don't run. And three days goes by and then all of a sudden you failed at your goal and you've stopped. And if that were the only problem, that would not be great, but there's three pieces to this that make it the Mongo unproductive pattern. So yes, number one, you didn't get to your goal, which is disappointing. But number two, now you've been judging yourself a lot, which sends down a second bunch of chemicals that cement 
the first chemicals in your brain. So that's a second set and, and you end up with negative self-esteem compared to where you were when you started, generally speaking. So there's a loss. But the third one is the whammy because you've now set up a pattern of losing with your unconscious mind. So you can say unconscious mind or subconscious mind, doesn't really matter, but the big underground place sort of field that is in support of you on autopilot where your habits come from, that's looking with your reticular activating system to go toward your goals. But when you continually start a big goal and then fail after a couple of days, you've now grooved in this pattern of losing because your whole unconscious says, well, he never means it anyway. He always starts with gusto, but then it goes away, right? So there's no oomph behind it. There's no internal resources behind you to continue. All you're actually grooving in like a superhighway in your neural net is a pattern of losing. And it starts out when we're kids like a dirt road and it ends up like a superhighway of a tendency to have things fall off, which means that the next time you have a big giant goal, you have even less likelihood based on your neural net and your unconscious patterning to succeed at your goal. Does this make wow. sense? Yeah, yeah. And, and that freaking sucks. So like, it does. what do you do instead? Well, you come at it from a completely different direction. You have to do some things to take the pressure off. You have to learn how to work your brain and nervous system together, which is a bigger topic than we can do in our time. But you can do some simple things. You can do some things like adding silliness into your actions. You make little deals with yourself about what you're going to do. And you bring in, this is something very few people know, when you add silliness to whatever you're doing that you've been dreading, the, the chemicals that come down when you're doing a pattern interrupt or being silly or frivolous are the opposite of the chemicals that that alarm is sending down based on dread. And so they counteract each other. It's kind of like if you ever had a chemistry class and you mixed an acid with an alkaline, they neutralized each other. So that's one of the things that happened. So things, for example, of uh, I would teach people to make cold calls that they were deathly afraid of to bounce sitting on one of those exercise balls, you know, bouncing on the balls, <laughs> wearing like, yeah, wearing like, you know, something really weird pattern interrupt. Like one guy from Belgium would put his swimming, he called them the swimming pants, like swimming trunks, but they called them swimming pants. He'd put them on his head, right? You know what I mean? And maybe you're going to bounce on the ball and you've got this weird, weird thing, but these are all anchors that are created right there. An anchor is uh, anything that happens. It's a, it's a thing that you install to produce a predictable response. So you're changing your response to things that you used to dread. So these kind of really cockamamie things, but notice it has nothing to do with your top brain. If I told you, oh, your way to get past call reluctance, one of the things you can do is bounce on a bouncy ball and flip over in your phone and make pretend calls while you've got swimming pants on your head, you, you would think I just lost <laughs> my ever loving mind, but you gotta do uh, how much? How, how much do you get paid again? Like what? Yeah. It's crazy, yeah. Right? You know, it's funny yeah. you say that because I actually remember reading something quite recently about Chris Pratt, the actor from like Jurassic World and, and the Guardians of the Galaxy. And yeah, he does yeah. just this. You watch his Instagram stories. He's always doing weird, quirky stuff that's just like making fun of himself. And, and that's something that he does all the time. It's wise. It's really wise. And he's able then to produce results that other people aren't able to produce. You know, one of the things that happens is you get yourself in a great state. And that's what I teach. I teach people how to get into an optimal brain and body state, which is sort of like those flow states. You can't make a flow state happen, but you can create the conditions where they happen more naturally and more often. And when you find out that you are in control over 
what happens in your brain and your body. And you also find out how not to go down a rabbit hole and take it so far south where you used to beat yourself up magic happens, right? You start to feel really confident, really empowered, and then you're patterning something new in your brain because neuroplasticity, right? We are able to change what's happening in our brain. We're able to change the direction of those superhighways in our brain, but it does take time, it does take practice, and it does take attention to a number of variables. Wow. I love that so much. That's such good insight. And actually, that's another really good stopping point there, Wendy. Thanks so much for these last two episodes. And for the next episode, we're actually going to talk about how to overcome that entrepreneurial isolation. And I think whether people are at home or whether they're you know, traveling or even they're just going into a new venture, entrepreneurial isolation is real. And I know you've definitely experienced that as well as me. So I'd love to talk about that on the next episode. Does that sound like fun? Absolutely. Sounds great. That's great. Great. We'll see you guys on the next episode. What's up, guys? I hope you really enjoyed that episode. Now, Wendy Hart, being the amazing soul she is, has put together an amazing freebie for you guys just because you're entrepreneur junkies. So if you guys want to get access to her procrastination cure, it's an amazing amazing product which you really need to jump in and check out she's actually giving away the whole first module for free just for the members of the entrepreneur junkie community so if you want to grab hold of that head to procrastination-cure.com forward slash ejm to grab your copy now that's procrastination-cure.com forward slash ejm entrepreneur junkie movement see you on the next one guys Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.